Welcome back to the Big Footy Blues podcast. I'm ODN. Yes, we are still alive and we do apologise for our absence of late. Uh, life catching up with us, as uh, I'm sure you can understand. Uh, joining me tonight are the usual suspects. Shandog, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. Happy dude. Thanks for coming in. Oh, I'm alive, so that's a good start. And the return of our inaugural host and main board maestro. Welcome back, the Wookiee. Probably the most flattering way I've been described for a long time. <laughs> oh no, mate! We're, we're, that's that's all you're going to get from us. We'll be uh, we'll be launching India as a, as the night progresses. Um, look, guys, oh, uh, since, since <laughs> what? I'm looking up insulting that's websites bit, yeah. now. <laughs> that, that, that's a bit. That's a bit. Um, I keep it PG. I'm, I'm sure I've given <laughs> enough material. Well. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to move on because uh, Happy Dude's gone off on one of his tangents. Um, since we last spoke, uh, Carlton have played four games uh, versus the Dogs, the Tigers, the Dockers and the Hawks. And those games all had something in common in that uh, we picked up zero points from all of them. Um, guys, what do you want to say about these games? I mean, OK, let's let, let's address the elephant in the room. Obviously, the um, we were pretty competitive against the Dogs, the Tigers. Fremantle were fairly competitive for... Uh, for um, you know, for maybe three quarters of the game before they sort of uh, gapped us a little bit. Hawthorne um, last Friday night. Umpires robbed us. Uh, well, they did, <laughs> and, they have, and, they, and, and honestly, they have been. We've, we've copped the bad, bad end of the stick uh, a few times, but a hundred and thirty-eight point loss. It's the worst loss, the biggest margin. Uh, we've lost a game in our one hundred and fifty-one year history. Um, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah, we'll be able to tell our grandkids about the day I was there when Carlton had its worst loss and I hung around as a supporter. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> That's some sort of weird positive. I haven't actually checked it, but is the total loss of those four games that we haven't spoken about over 250 points? It has to be close. The like, Dogs uh, one was close, and then we got... Dogs was about 11, Tigers was about 5 goals, Fremantle was about 40 points, wasn't it? So, oh, I thought Fremantle yeah, was a little bit more, that's my bad, so it'll be, it'll be over, over 200. Yeah, about yeah. that. I, I think the more concerning thing is in, over those four weeks, um, our total scored, we scored 53, 41, 53 and 45. Uh, you don't win too many games of football if you can't score. But this, this so, is what when you, you trade off your entire forward line and stack it with a guy that can take marks when he wants to, a guy that doesn't want to be at the club anymore, and uh, nobody else. The forward structure's been terrible, but seriously, our midfielders have been... We haven't won the midfield, and we haven't been able to deliver it to them, so, you know, even if we had a decent forward line, it'd still be pretty ordinary, I think. Okay, do we, do we put this down to our lack of experience? Obviously, we brought in a lot of young players, and uh, I think last, last Friday night we had uh, 16 ga- 1,600 games experience versus 3,200 for the Hawks, so they were twice as experienced as us. And, and we know that we start playing the youth, we're not going to get the results we want, but do we put it down to inexperience, or has there been a noted, notable 
lack of intensity uh, compared to when John Barker first took over in the caretaker role and we had those uh, two wins in a row. Um, uh, have we dropped off that much where we're just playing out the season without a care? Well, I actually think that uh, this terrible loss um, has covered a time. What, either way, I thought we were, we were going to get hammered by Hawthorne because they're much in a much better position than we are. But I think we've hit a, a point where our form is very, very low and their form is actually incredible at the moment. What did they do? The Dockers and the Swans by like over 12 goals in the two previous weeks. And they're both quality sides, so it didn't surprise me when I saw the margin at all. And there's an element of... Um... The the games that I think the first two games we played when Barker coach was Port and the Suns the two wins yeah oh uh, didn't we play before uh, Sydney, no, Sydney he had Sydney before that. Sydney and yeah, you don't, don't count the Sydney one uh, and, and hmm. yeah so the two wins that we did get those those two teams didn't didn't haven't weren't playing really good uh, you know whole ground defence at the time and we were allowed to just run and run and then. I think it was the next match was against Richmond, was it, or perhaps? And, and they just choked us down. And we haven't been able to get any run again through the midfield at all. And so with the lack of a plan B, I think, of an interim coach, it means we've just turned into a bit of a struggling to get the ball moving anywhere sort of team, and, and it shows in the scores. I think the other thing, too, is that you play with such intensity for four or five weeks, and then I, I, I'm not sure that intensity is sustainable in such a young group over a lengthy period of time. And at the same time, we're coming up against Fremantle and Hawthorne, who are you know two of the top three teams in the league at the moment. It's uh, yeah, the, the the result against Hawthorne wasn't surprising. No, we've retreated it, Mount, but yeah, we seem to have retreated into our shells a little bit. Um, I'm losing count of the amount of times that we're actually uh, kicking backwards to switch play when there's actually nobody running on that side, nobody to switch play to. Um, it, it seems like it's just uh, something that's being drummed into us a little bit. So we've gone ultra negative. Again, and we probably regressed a little bit into uh, some of the the old um, game plan under under Malthouse. Um, so, going to take um, for that Malthouse ethic is gone hmm. uh, from the club. I mean, he coached for what two years. It's it's not it's not going to go rapidly. And Barker's in no hurry to make his. Uh, he's playing young people, and he, he's not in a hurry to make his own stamp. I don't think at the moment. Right. So oh. we had 11, 11 players with 50 games or less, so we just have to take that into account. Um, it's not a pleasing result. I don't think we fought it out, but that is a pretty huge stat. Well, that's that's a GWS-like, you know, first-year stat. Um, so Might actually get some people back soon, though, which is nice. So we, we were a bit um, short of options when it came to picking players. Well, we've used 40 players this season, Um the ones that haven't got a game are basically injured, so they can't get a game. Um, so, you know, and, I, and probably one or two of those players may have got had a game by now. Um, if they weren't injured, you'd imagine, you know, obviously, the likes of Kieran Sheehan, who hasn't had a game all year. Um, he's been injured the whole year and will be out probably for the season. Uh, he would have been our 41st player used, you know, um, even uh, Giles, who's probably taking up... Uh, he's, about two weeks away now, so he's actually not indefinite anymore. Um, you know, you imagine he would have got a game by now. Um, so that's a fair bit out of what have we got forty six players on our list, including our Cary B rookies. So it's a fair effort. I said that we're going to try the whole list. <laughs> Is it? Maybe, maybe they're at. More so unfulfilled promises. <laughs> yeah, Wookie well, feels let down by the amount of people that we've tried. <laughs> 
That's right. I just want more. Jim, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm Basically, we're getting to the point where anyone with a Carlton jumper in their in their wardrobe at home is going to be the year. Oh, so I forgot to tell you guys, I'm the next inclusion. <laughs> okay, well, we've, we've debuted um, uh, Tom Fields over that time. Um, young Walsh has come in for a game. Um, uh, Nick Holman had played, played a game last year, but he, he, he's uh, come in for a few games and actually looked pretty good. Um, I'm trying yes, to... I'm trying to think, was, there, was there anyone else that we've uh, debuted over that time? Um, and and um, we, we, we recalled last week uh, Blade Bokers. Um, so any of these guys, young guys, showing something for the future? Is it, um, you know, is that sort of what you're concentrating on? Has anybody impressed you? I don't. I don't mind Holman. He can play his role, but um, whether or not that fits in with the view of the coach to take over is another question. And if he can develop his game a little further into that role, but at the moment he looks like one of them good um, meat and potatoes players. There's a lot of serviceable players coming through. Mm. Yeah, in the, in the group. there's no standouts, and honestly, I'm not sure how many would expect to stand out given the group, but. There's, there is definitely a lot of serviceable talent. I'm just not sure whether it's enough to, you know, we can't get rid of 40 players at the end of the year. So, I think um, I think Holman's a, he looks a little bit quicker than I gave him credit for, and a little bit bigger, and um, plays. A, I thought he was just going to be purely uh, one paced inside player, and he um, shows signs of being a little bit more versatile than that. He's uh, he's gone back in defence a couple of times. He can run through the midfield. Um, and um, we've seen some real pinpoint delivery inside fifty in uh, in one of those games. When he, I think in his first first game back, yeah, so, even since uh, then as well. I think he's got all the physical attributes to be a very good player, um, as well as yep. a really good mindset towards his game. You know, plays tough and and does the little things, um, including smacking people around the side of the head and getting suspended. But you know, all the other things yep. as well, defensive pressure and running and chasing and stuff. He does that. So you know, if he um, Keeps developing oh, yeah. along, but as a young guy, then he might turn into more than just a meat and potatoes bloke. But um, yeah, some of the other ones I don't know yet. But uh, he looks like he might have potential, I reckon. Blaine Bokost was one of our most controversial uh, draft selections in, in a in a while, um, and uh, he hasn't been doing an awful lot, and he's sort of struggled a bit at VFL level. Had a couple of good games and so forth. I thought he did really well last weekend. Yeah, it was a good game from him. He got a fair bit of the ball. Um, didn't didn't grab the the game by the scruff of the neck at any point and really do something that made you sit back and go, oh, that was good. But um, he was in and amongst it. I guess next year, I think he's when we... Re- I know they, the club said, oh, we want immediate impact from him, but I think that was a bit of a pipe dream and we'll have to see how he goes from next year. Could make a decent impact yeah. then. So I thought he I, he... I think he took a mark over uh, over Gibson, didn't he? Um, oh, yeah, that was nice, yeah. Can't <laughs> I mean, maybe he should be our full forward. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he's, he's lucky Gibson didn't didn't give him a whack. <laughs> the problem for mine is that when you draft a mature age player, they are expected to make an impact. They're not expected to just hang around. Yeah, but it's expectation management, isn't it? Really, he's only twenty one. He'll be twenty two next season. Is that right? I mean. He's, it was our number. Yeah. Nine. It was our top pick in the draft. In the end, yeah. Wasn't he? So if he yeah. turns up good next year, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, if he turns up good next year, then then what's what's the problem? You know, um, if he, if he justifies first round pick, yeah, okay. Um, he's he's twenty starting his career from a 22 year old, and we might only get 10 years of service from him instead of 13. Oh, geez, big deal. Mm. If he fails, yeah, then yeah, then then sure yeah, they no, stuff. I just 
I, I don't want to get into the whole draft pick issue because <laughs> I think it was the wrong move. But yeah, once yeah. you once you're drafted, forget about the draft pick. Look at whether a player is best twenty two or not. Yeah, exactly. So that's, if he can work his way into the best twenty two, that's all that matters. And and I and I say that even though we it's if what the big issue is if you can reach your potential, and if his potential is the twenty second best player on our list, so be it. Mm. All right. Um, it's not like you know draft a number one draft pick like Bryce Gibbs, who we know can be the best player on our list, but often plays like he's a, you know the fifteenth best player or something like that, and doesn't live up to his potential consistently enough. So that's when those players get a get a bit of a bashing. So mm. if Bocor shows that he's better than he's performing, then yeah, by all means criticize him. But if he shows he's if he's consistent and just does enough. And and is and reaches his potential and and shows that consistently consistently you know it doesn't matter where he was taken in the draft you, you know, I, I'm not uh, yeah no, I, I'm, I, I'm, I think, I'm I'm not going down that path <laughs> go rant away <laughs> oh, I, was, I was just saying if you're going to use your top pick in the draft for someone who's just serviceable twenty two then that's why we're where where we are where we are at the moment on the ladder yeah they would have sorry they would have set out to do that though you know. Yeah, but like, if yeah. you can't at all criticize someone but, for like, it, not, it, not so much him, criticize the club for the decision. Yeah. It's not his no, fault. No, you can he criticize it. Yeah, yeah, he didn't draft himself at all. No, exactly. No exactly. So he, he can like, yeah. That'd but, be pretty uh, sweet. I'd draft myself. Yeah, <laughs> I did <laughs> before. <laughs> so see, by all means, criticize the club, but you know, let the yeah. guy let the guy go out and play football yeah, and just... uh, see if he has a career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I hope he does, like, comes good, does real well and all that sort of stuff and can play, you know, 10 years as, as the example that Shandog said, um, serviceable get of serviceable games for the club and stuff like that. But I'd be happy with that, but I just, yeah. Well, if he does that, he'll be one of our first mm. draft picks to actually be a consistent player. Mm. Yep. <laughs> you know, that'll be a win. Um, <laughs> we can get him a little medal for that. It was Mark Murphy's 200th game on the weekend. Um, Is that the marginal week- going for? <laughs> well, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, not one to celebrate, and uh, I don't think we've been very good in milestone games ever since we lost in, to Richmond in Sauce's 300. Um, the efforts have been pretty ordinary in most milestone games ever since then. Back in the day, and Wookie, uh, you remember this, uh, Carlton used to be fantastic at milestones and honouring their, their, their champions and uh, really putting in a concerted effort to get them over the line, but it just doesn't happen anymore. Those, seem, those, those sort of milestones seem to be meaningless. So. so what you're saying is we need to recreate that Richmond loss moment and then actually win the game. Otherwise, it's a cancer at the club for milestone games. Oh well, you, you could go back in time. Yeah. Uh, not, not go back in time. If we could have some sort of like recreation game, where the circumstances yeah. like big milestone game against Richmond, come out, beat them instead, break the curse. Yep. Why some would I v- remember? Stuff. Guys. Sorry. Why would I remember? Not these guys. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, 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 you're probably you're probably closer you're probably closer to my age than they are. Yeah, so it was Sauce's three hundredth. I thought yeah. you were going to talk about you know Ken Hands kicking. You know. <laughs> Pipe down, Methuselah. <laughs> I was probably yeah, there. Our, our first, our first champion. Actually, no, George, I had, had Sauce's number on my jumper. I would have been there. <laughs> um, 
With that, inevitably this time of year, uh, talk comes down to uh, trades. Um, Probably we've got two favourite whipping boys at the moment as far as players that we think are looking disinterested and possibly up for trade this year. Um, Lockie Henderson and Chris Yaron. Um, I know we're going to get some. We've got to get some something out of you blokes on this. I don't. I don't know. I don't believe Henderson really wants out that badly. Um, I heard the things that he would want to stay, but we haven't offered him the position um, because we think we can get something for him. Um, this is a guy who last year was saying things like he'd be interested in becoming the next captain of the club. Yeah, I just don't yeah. understand why we're not playing him with what's clearly his better position as a defender. Centre half back. I'd love to know what you know yeah, that what is the reasoning is. Position. Yeah, get, I mean, don't yeah, we need a he, forward? He can, obviously, yeah, but he, he can swing. Um, but uh, he's much better in the back line. Play your players in the best position that suits them to get the most out of the game. I think that's pretty mm. pretty common sense sort of stuff. Maybe hopefully we see that from next year. You know, if we're starting to. Uh, if we draft a tall forward, um, like uh, is it Shashi, Shashi, or something, if yeah, we manage be... to get our hands on him and and uh, have some actual prospects going forward, like maybe Foster as well to throw in there a bit, you know, what's the good of leaking 150 points a game, um, it, you know, and putting Henderson forward? I don't understand it. I wonder yeah. if the perception is uh, that without Henderson forward, we expose Casbolt just a little bit more than the club would like. I think the club perceives that Rowan Jamison can hold the back line down, um, even though Jamison spent a lot of the season injured. Rowe's been out of form a lot of the season as well. And, so and Rowe's meant to be a swingman too. Yeah, so, we haven't seen him up forward much at all. Mm. They need to just really solidify what these guys are doing and, and actually just, just go for it. But this is what we, we did the same thing with Walker a couple of years back. You, yeah. you know, top of the goalkeeping list next year is at half back. I, I don't understand the club's reasoning on these things. But has Henderson been busting a gut up forward regardless, or do you think he uh, just doesn't like it up there so he's not giving his all? I think he's just frustrated with the whole forward setup, like he's because he's usually one to point and give directions and stuff, and that's been happening a little bit less um, Like when we start to get smashed in the midfield because people are just... It goes haywire, pretty much. Yeah, you know no, what? No one can make sense of it. The, even the players in the forward line don't know what to do because the, every, the whole field's such a mess. Henderson's a good organiser and stuff like that, and I'll give him that. But I'll tell you what, I've got a fair knock on the guy. He needs to show some bloody intensity and a little bit of physicality yep. if he's going to play up forward and, and be yeah. the power forward that he should be of someone of his size, you know? Well, he shows a lot of intensity when he's in the back line, but we just don't get it from him forward. Yeah, I don't understand yeah. it. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't actually think of a game, a specific game where he's where he's played forward, and I thought, wow, geez, Henderson will make a great forward. It's possible he's taken a bit longer to come out of that whole malaise that the team was under under Malthouse too. Maybe, yeah. I mean, you could sense the team mood was just getting worse and worse by the week, and it was reflected in everyone's play right up until Malthouse left, and then after Malthouse left, the players lifted. Um, whether it was Barker's coaching or whether they felt released from the shackles that was, you know, having to do it a certain way every time. Um, and maybe Henderson's just taking a, lot, a bit longer to come out of that. But for mine, I, th- I think he's, uh, he's either going to go by himself or he's, um, the club's going to trade him. Mm. 
is, and mm. I don't think they'll get much for him at the moment. His form just doesn't warrant it. Yeah, we mm. should play him back for the last six or seven matches. You know, if if we want him to to play him into some form and confidence, put him down where the ball is going to be heading in there a lot, and give him an opportunity to get his hands on it a bit. You know, I don't think he's the sort of player who who he'll drop his head because you know we're getting heaps of goals kicked against us, and he's a defender. I think he'd probably yeah. um, excel in that. So get him back down there if. It, it brings his confidence and form up, excellent. Um, if it brings his value up, even better again. Because if he does leave, then we're getting the mo- we'll get the most for him. Yeah, yeah. Waiting for him to do that thing that Waite did last year before he left and start like kicking goals like he was choking people or headbutting them. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, that second half of last year, after everyone knew he was going to go, when he started kicking like goals left, right, and centre, mm. and then you know he was gone. Oh, oh, that's what yeah. for to try and pull off. Because I'm going on to the North Melbourne podcast, how has weight been going on? Because I don't pay attention to North Melbourne. I think he goes missing a bit, just as usual. He's just carried on as if he's, uh, nothing's changed, really, I think. He's had an inconsistent year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. has, has he been injured or suspended yet? Or is I that just a carbon thing? Injuries, but he hasn't been reported, so yeah. if you have money on the uh, trifecta, no. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for the update, because I figured when he moved across to a nothing team that I wouldn't really hear anything from him. <laughs> so who else are we trading then? Well, we spent a bit of time talking about Henderson, but uh, I'd say Chris Yaron's been in the gun far more than even Henderson has. Um, and he is he is under contract, but he will be a free agent uh, next year. Um, he does look a little bit disinterested out there. He sort of looks a little bit out of shape at times. Um, I don't know whether he's just been carrying an injury. I don't know what's been going on with him, but uh, he's had a pretty poor year by his standards. A couple of good games here and there, but uh, nothing consistent. So um, wh- what do we think is going to happen with Chris Yaron and, and how do we feel about his form? Well, Yaron, for mine, is that he's, he's, he's at his best when he's breaking the lines and he's running. And he's not doing a hell of a lot of that. He does a little bit. He runs maybe 10 to 15 metres, and you never see him take those long galloping runs that we all love to see that galvanise the crowd, and they galvanise the team. He's not doing that. And if he's not doing that, he's useless defensively. And, yeah, I just don't see a place for him at the moment. Yeah, it depends on, like, all this trade sort of talk really does depend on who we get into coach and their ultimate view and goal for the club because he might love the change. Like, if we get into coach that has a game style that really works with um, the way Yaron likes to play, and it might make him love his footy again and be back at the club and, you know, really start breaking those lines again. Whereas if we get a more defensive coach and he doesn't fit, may as well get rid of him before the um, the free agency kicks in. Oh, don't don't you get sick of these players that are picking and choosing who they play under and how they want to play? Not not so much saying how he picks and chooses, but the game style suiting his play style because you can't force you know a round peg through a square hole. Um, if he if he doesn't like, he needs to get over it and play his best regardless. But if we're not doing a run and carry game style, it doesn't suit him. As um, Wookie was saying, he's best when he's breaking the lines. So without him doing that, then he'd be better of value to us being traded and getting something for him. I think there yeah. would be something in a Yaron trade. I think more mm-hmm. than being traded. But, yeah. Um, I, d- I don't want to, but like yeah. I said, if, if the game plan, if the coach we bring in doesn't have a game plan that suits a Yaron style or a Jetta style p- player, then we'll, he's more value to us being traded. Yeah. Um, talk of players that uh, Carlton are looking strongly at. Um, we've 
supposedly, I think it's been confirmed, that we have actually met with uh, James H from the Brisbane Lions. Was that actually confirmed? Because it was was absolutely not confirmed by his management. I think it's been... I read something um, a couple of days ago where um, I think... Brisbane confirmed that Carlton had um, had approached him and they were a bit dirty about it. I think Brisbane believe it, but um, I don't think it's been confirmed from. Uh, didn't we? Uh, didn't didn't we? Didn't we? Didn't we send um, uh, who who went up there? So, uh, Trig, uh, Silvani, and 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 McKay probably um, came up to Brisbane to uh, inquire about some software. Uh, seemed a bit uh, far fetched. Um, so we. Had, his so, manager, um, who's that? A Geelong idiot, um, came out and was absolutely adamant that no one had talked to his client. Conveniently leaving out the fact that they talked to him about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm pretty I, sure that that, that that was the loophole. Was he said no one talked to his client, but they didn't speaking to the manager. Yeah, I, 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 I think Queensland to speak to him. He's based in Victoria. His manager, so yes. yeah. Yeah, well, if Brisbane believed that, this is a team that also believed that Voss would be a good coach. <laughs> well, anyway, um, lots of rumours flying around, so the uh, the flop plickens. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. um, Jake Carlisle. Oh. Do you want me to expand? Uh. <laughs> Uh, a lot, <laughs> a lot of talk. A lot of. What talk do we about... need to change a light bulb or something? That's the only reason yeah. I could think of bringing in a step. <laughs> yeah, we're, ho- we're hoping to get Andrew Walker uh, back into form, and uh, so we're bringing in some training. <laughs> yeah, that that um, might be our new, our new forward setup. Seeing as drafting tall players doesn't work, you just put Carlisle at centre half forward. Don't Walker climb up his back every every time the ball is <laughs> forward fifty. So that that does pose an interesting question, though. Why isn't Walker up for trade? I don't think anyone will want him knowing that he's got no, he hasn't got much time left, you know. Lost, he lost his value. He had value. There was a lot of people talking about maybe wanting Walker last year. He was in a bit better form. He's had a terrible year injury-wise. Um, and he seems, have, he seems to have slowed down. And um, Yeah, he's not offering. There's no value there for us. But yeah. if, you, if you put him in a package with Yaron or Henderson, I think there might be something in that. I don't think we'll get Carlisle, though. I don't think Essendon are going to let him go. Well, look, it's not a bad move, really, as much as we love to make fun of him. He's still a key player who sh- has shown that he is... is Carlisle? Yeah, or... he's, he's Carlisle, this is. He's definitely Carlisle can be a very good player. Carlisle can't kick unless he's, like, actually dead in front. Well, he's fitting quite well with he's... Essendon, won't he? Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even if he's, like, you know, 0. 0.5 degree off-centre, he'll miss. He can't kick unless he's dead in front. At least he's only going to be competing with Casbolt as the whipping boy for, for us. Yeah. And the shots uh, on goal. Carlisle is very, very overrated. I, I just don't think he's the injection that Carlton need at the moment. Oh. That took me a few seconds. <laughs> now, he, um, he actually added uh, Carlton Football Club to his Twitter. He, um, he followed Carlton Football Club um, and um, there was a bit of a hullabaloo uh, on the boards and around the traps about it and by the next day he was following all of the clubs. Um, so I think he might have tipped his hand a little bit. Um, I seem to remember, uh, I think uh, Christian Jack um, <laughs> might, have, might have followed Carlton before he actually the trade went through. Oh, yeah, we've got him, uh, don't we? Doherty When's he going to play? 
He must be. He's actually must be due. He must be due sure. to come in this week, I'd say. Yeah. But, uh, nah, I, I don't want any scum players. Yeah, look, that's a big thing, isn't it? They just they they reek at the moment, don't they? Yeah, don't care. I don't want any scum players at my club. Well, you know, are we risking uh, recruiting a player that um, is going to be out of the game for two years? I, I don't think so, personally. I think um, if there was any um, suspension, it's probably going to be something pretty mild. And it'd be more the result than the length of penalty that they'll be interested in. Someone mentioned on the boards that if he did get a two-year suspension, he'd, he'd be able to come back and play, and he'd be essentially the same age as Endo now, anyway. Yeah, yeah. two-year suspension, as far as his age is concerned, isn't that big of a worry. But like, yeah, I just I don't want any Essendon players. Fair call. Mm. No, I couldn't. I couldn't barrack for him. Yeah, it would be it would be difficult. Tainted. Uh, Unless they're like a junior that's been drafted, and you know, just sort of. You know, played in the VFL, maybe a couple of AFL games on potential, and we can get him across before they've been fully tainted. But Carlisle's no good. <laughs> he's done. Well, he's, he's been spoiled. He's about as good as a carton of milk that's been out on a forty degree day. We do have we do have Daisy Thomas on our list, remember, and uh, we have uh, recruited yeah. uh, such luminaries as uh, Mick McGowan and so forth in our his checkered history. So, as much as a lot um, of people are going to hate me for saying this, but I think Collingwood's a little bit more respectable than Essendon. Well. That's, a little you've bit. Probably got a, you've got a you've got a fair point uh, these days, you would think. Yeah, and Daisy Thomas didn't play for Collingwood in the old days. He played for them these days. So, looking at the draw, looking at the amount of injuries we have, um, it, it's quite conceivable that we could finish last or second last. There is two key position players at the top of the draft, one a forward, uh, one a defender. And we probably could do with both. Yeah. Um, a lot of talk. This is always going to come up, come up at these, this time of year. Um, a lot of talk about some supporters about tanking, not wanting to win games. What's our position? Fuck that shit. No. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I Definitely. Never been a fan of. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've said this on the board any number of times. I want us to win every. I want us to try and win every time we go out. Yeah, I don't mm. what the game. L- loser culture situation. We want to yep. win ab cup games. We want to win the preseason. We want to win the mid season. I want to win the little league. I, I, I want to win every. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to see this. You want the Oz kick players in the car <laughs> yeah. outfit to win. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy still with beer, landed over the fence, spitting chips. You put on a navy blue jumper. You better be aiming to win whatever you're doing. I don't. I don't care where you are or what you're doing. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it was in the past. Fair. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. If you start conceding that losing is okay sometimes, mm. that's that's a loser's attitude. Absolutely agree. And that poisons the club. But gee, might be nice to finish last though. That's, uh, no, it's not. I don't want another spoon either. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want a spoon either. Look, that that puts that to rest. Just for those uh, yeah. out there who um, who do seem to be celebrating the, uh, the losses and the loss of percentage and whatnot, um, I, I'm I'm so against getting another spoon. I've been eating my soup with a fork. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have spoons in the house now. I, 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 <laughs> what about what about half a spoon? What about what about a forking fork uh, action? No, even, no. even that's a little too sus. Like, you know how hard it is to like stir my cup of tea in the morning. I don't oh, even. Well, I don't even cuddle my girlfriend in bed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so the position basically is uh, fork that, no spoon. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, get a knife. <laughs> 
but it does it does bring up a good question though. Like if just just pretending for a second that we've got the first pick, um, do we go for the defender or do we go for the forward? Um, Wittering is supposed to be head and shoulders above everyone else at this stage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, and I think our defence going forward is going to be so important um, when you consider that Jamison and Rowe, who are not spring chickens, are both um, people that we need to replace sooner rather than later so that when they do leave, we've got um, guys who are ready to be there full-time. So yeah. I, I would suggest that the defender is the obvious choice. Um, but, geez, you are right. We need we need both. We need um, either through trade or drafting the, the next year, and hopefully they've got a good idea about who's going to be available in the 20. 20- 16 draft um, yeah. for forwards because... See, I, yeah. I would think that uh, getting a forward would be better for us. Our forwards have let us down of late um, in, in terms of their quality, in terms of the impact they're having on the game. We can send Henderson back. We know he can play in defence. Now, assuming we keep Henderson, I would be drafting a forward. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was about to say exactly, exactly what Wookie just said. Um, if, if we can keep Henderson, put him down back, draft the forward, um, unless one of the, one of the two is like clearly way better than the other one, then go for the most talented player in the draft. But I think, um, if they're sort of closer to the same level, taking the forward because that's more of our need, we can put Henderson back. And don't we have Silvani boys coming through? Like that's a backline right there. Uh, well, we're a forward player, uh, Jack is. But see, you, we do this, as in the, the us four here right now talking about it would do this. But nothing has filled me with the confidence that, that uh, the current oh, no, or future coach will actually put Henderson back and, and draft a forward, yeah. you know? Oh, no, the, the club's going to trade our first pick for, uh, you know, two nobodies and a late pick. And... <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, and see, I think the AFL has approved uh, banking of... Oh, well, not banking, trading of future draft picks as well, which is going to murk it up a little bit. Um, yeah, there was a thing on AFL.com.au yesterday about it. That's messing with really dark. I that about other sports. Yeah. There was... But how does yeah. it work, though? I mean, if you, you enter into a, an, an agreement with another club and say, we'll trade for your next, what, like first-round pick or something, what happens if yeah, that club yeah, does yeah. a Port Adelaide and they were were Shizen and you thought you were going to get a good deal and, and, and next minute finished fifth? Well, that that's your problem, then, because... Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's that good of doing that kind of deal. Yeah, great. Well, yeah, let's that, never do that at all, then. That's fine. <laughs> just yeah, no, stay you, away. You get, um, there was, um, in the NFL, there was one of the teams I liked. I think the Vikings traded their... F- Future pick, uh, second round pick. They got um, Seattle's future second round pick just before they got good. It was the year before Seattle got really good, so they actually got a really good deal for um, Rice, Sydney Rice that they traded. And then after that, Seattle got really good, and because they were quite bad before that, other teams saw the deals the Vikings got did the same thing. But then Seattle got good, and their future draft picks ended up being no good. Instead of getting a pick in like forties, they got a pick up in near seventy. So we've already got enough yeah, to bleed about. The other thing mm. with the Silvani kids is um, Jack is due to launch this year into the draft. Mm-hmm. Yes. Though they can, he can wait another year apparently. But they've been playing him in defence as well as in attack, although he only got his highlights from his uh, attacking position when he kicks his goals against uh, WA. But uh, yeah. he has played in defence as well apparently. And, mm. and, he's, and, he's, and he's showing something back there too, but he is, he is a little bit undersized. Uh, at this stage, so it, you know, we'll see if he can... Well, I think he's about 190, 191 centimetres, so he probably wants to go no, a couple... No of one under but... 194. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll find some um, differences in that height. 
Look, I, I think it does depend on whether Henderson stays. I, I think it also depends on what happens with Christian Jackson uh, and, and Cameron Giles. Um, uh, if, if, if Giles does survive, um, I believe both can play at either end, but I'm, not, I'm still not convinced that, as to where their best position will be. Giles, Giles played a bit at both ends uh, as a junior, I believe. Um, and, um, and Jack certainly... Um, um, has played both ends and does seem to like to be a forward, and I think he's quite capable. But um, you know, they're a little bit unknowns. We don't know if they're going to make it. So I keep forgetting we've got those two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we see we've also got uh, we've also got Jaden Foster, um, mm. um, and he's a forward, but he's also been playing defence for for the VFL. So we've got some potentially we've got some flexibility, but we won't know until these guys have a couple more years in the system and see what the, how, they, how they can go at AFL level, um, what positions they're going to be in. We could end up with having 10, 10 defenders on our list and no forwards, or we can, you know, um, or, or we, we can get the balance right. So it's, it's impossible to know. I think you've just got to take the best player in the draft um, and, first, and I think yeah. if we if if it is top two, I think it's probably going to be waitering. And let's let's remember, Carlton Premiership sides of yesteryear were built on a strong defence. Mm. You know, I think Sylvanis and all, the, the Sexton and I was just say, I think all all good Premiership teams or all Premiership teams are built on defence. Yeah, and we don't we, we don't mean a Fremantle flooding type defence no. or anything like that. We just no. mean having quality <coughs> defenders that can beat their man one on one. Yeah. Um, and uh, don't, um, um, and and sort of and sort of provide provide a bit of drive out of the out of the back line, and you know, back when we look at those you know, the heady days of you know, Jess Southby and Bruce Stool and you know and Silvani after that and uh, and 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 Sexton and Peter Dean all back there, um, um, that seems we might have had Kernahan up forward, but we quite often you know Carlton don't don't have a lot of hundred goal goal kickers in their history. Yeah, one. well, if um, if if the game was um around, you know, the the Premiership teams are built around being able to purely score more than your opponent, then the scores would have progressed more since like the forties or whatever. But we're still seeing the same score lines, and we did, you know, seventy, eighty years ago. So it, the trend is always good teams build on defence. Well, see, on yeah, the back on... of this conversation, then I'd like to ask the important question about next year: Ooh. what happens? with Watson. Watson's a mystery to me. I don't understand why he's not a, actually getting a game at the moment. Yes. In fact, I think if I knew the answer to that question, the, maybe we could go further. I, I think he's one of the few on the list this year that haven't had a senior game. He hasn't? He uh, has. Yeah, he came out as a... No. He, has, he, 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 he did start and he subbed off pretty quickly in one game, I think, uh, after a half. Yeah. Uh, having, not, having not touched the ball. I just don't um, understand what's going. On. He's kicking goals. He's 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 a VFL champion, mm. but mm. He's, 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 like the, he's like the Jamie Siddons of Carlton. He's not starring in the VFL. He's I don't doing that joke. He's Savior. doing all right. He's doing okay. Preston, but uh, as soon as he gets up to AFL level, and I re- do realise that he's not getting a run of games, and the only time in his career he has had a run of games at AFL level, uh, he actually started showing a little bit. But um, and he's in defence as well. I, really, I don't know. See, he's not a forward because he, he's not a forward at AFL level because he can't get a break on his, his opponent. Yeah, he doesn't he have. Doesn't have he doesn't have. He doesn't have the speed, and he's not a, a strong in the contest one-on-one player. Um, he hasn't really shown that strength, um, and, and being a good contested mark, in my opinion. 
Um, and certainly uh, he has a pretty <laughs> pretty wide turning circle when he's in defence if the ball gets behind him. So it's, oh, I don't know. I mean, he, he, he's going to have to, he has to increase his speed, increase his work rate, or learn how to take a contested mark. You know, we have Casbolt, who's not the fastest guy, but he has a strong work ethic. He will chase, um, but he's one of the, he's probably one of the best contested marks in the AFL. So that's the reason he's still on our side. Watson needs to have one of those standout features, not just a booming kick, because you've got to get the ball before you can kick it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, I can't well, argue with that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Well, geez, um, you know, well, can we get a can we get a rise out of it, Wookie? Um, uh, Warnock, Robert, Robbie, Warnock. Robbie Warnock. Is he going to be on our list next year? <laughs> uh, if I say yeah. we we ditch all of our ruckmen and just leave Warnock, Wookie, when, when's his contract up, Warnock? Never. <laughs> hey, it's this year, it's it's up this year. Mate. He's on a buddy style. It's eternally yeah. renewed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got him up until a compulsory retirement. We're, we're, it, it, it's like his wages are coming out direct debit, and we forget when the month is up and we're, we're, we're folds around to a new subscription. Yeah, like, he's, he's like discreetly like just sulking it, around it, the club, like hiding behind the corners, hoping no one goes, "Oh shit, that guy's still here." What are we going to do about him? He, he, he's Robbie Spotify Warnock. His contract's, up, his contract's up at the end of the year. I don't think it'll be renewed. I think there'll be any trade. Sure, sure it's worth something. Someone somewhere might need a sheet that needs to be held up or a bit tent. He's going to get a job on changing rooms as a light. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's like, why we've got him at the moment. He's changing all the light globes. Maybe we'll get rid of Warnock if we bring in Carlisle because we won't need Warnock's excellent height if we have a stepladder. I'll, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> I'll be disappointed if his contract is renewed, but I don't think it will be. He's just... He's been injured a lot this year. He's offering nothing. And <clears throat> even when he was fit, he wasn't favoured over, you know, Cameron Wood or Cruiser. As soon as Cruiser got fit, he stopped playing in. I, I don't, I'll be disappointed if we don't take a project Ruckman this year. Yeah, no, we need we one have, of those. We, we, have, we, we, need, we probably need two, let's be, let's be honest. I like, we don't I, like, have... I like the look of Alex Orocchio in our VFL side, but I'm not sure he'll get a gig. Um. We'll see, I guess. Can confirm, according to our contract status thread, Warnock is done at the end of this year. I think he'll be done altogether at the end of this year. <laughs> that's, that's why I worded it as such. I, I, well, I, don't, I don't think anyone's going to take him. I, I just I don't see anyone needing The game has gone past his style of rock, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, and we could package him, though, with, like, Henderson and Yaron and who else did you want to package together? It's some sort of Menzel, super package. get rid of Menzel. So I've, been, I've seen calls for that. I've seen calls to get rid of Cruiser. Who said that? Oh, there's actually a surprisingly large no, low, you know, group of people who are saying that. Numbers, Blast if you me. can hear this, don't come through my door but trying to kill me. <laughs> I didn't say it. Other people said it. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, actually, we do have a 6'10 Project Ruckman on our list, a Category B rookie, um, pretty much as of... Uh, uh, the last couple of days, so we, they've been alluding to that. But um, oh, I haven't seen Matt, Matt, Matt Korchak has arrived. Oh, uh, is this big the American? B- the American, goddammit, goddamn American. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. So, um, and he's uh, he's already fallen in love with our game. Of course he has. So, uh, <laughs> yes. <yeah>, so, um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, this is a, it's like a smack <laughs> in the face. 
Uh, so our recruiting's that bad. We have to build a team on with American and Irishmen that don't know. <laughs> hey, what's what's, uh, what's Kieran Byrne done this year? Um, rehab. Has he? Yeah. He's not good at the yeah. moment, he? Yeah, he, he got one, one quarter in um, earlier in the year. One, qu- one quarter. He's gunned it up. Yeah, he looked like it was like fantastic. three votes C. Byrne. <laughs> exactly, um, and um, I'm just saying, got, Bill, got, did, did, a, did a hammy midweek uh, the following the following week in training, and uh, the hammy ended up being I don't know season uh, ending, uh, re- and again uh, re- re- reoccurring uh, soft tissue One, injuries. Yeah, I guess two to three weeks, <laughs> yeah, constantly, <laughs> constantly. So I don't know what our injury management is a hell of a hammy. But, uh, is it, is it too late in the year for them to be? Um... I noticed that Chris Judd hasn't had a replacement nominated, an elevated rookie. Is that because we're out of rookies? Pretty much. Uh, they, they did do one just the other week, though. They didn't do one for Judd. Yeah. At the moment, I think Judd would be better being out there in a wheelchair. Well, there's no rookies. There's no. There is no rookies left. Um, apart oh, from, see, see, yeah. So everybody's basically played except for uh, Billy Gowers, who's out for the season. Who's injured? Yeah. Who's injured? Uh, 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 what's his name? Um, Russell's uh, you can't Russell, play. who's a another category B switch player. He's not he's not ready at all in any shape and form. Um, who else hasn't played this year? Uh, obviously, Sheehan, who's injured out for the season. Um, Giles Foster and Viojo Rainbow off, off the senior list. So, so <sighs> I forgot about Rainbow. Yeah, so I mean, it'd be interesting to see whether Rainbow gets a um, gets a game and uh, Foster whether we can. He's a whether he can get a game, so we might as well. We might as well get get Give it right him the up last and play one. as many as we can. Yeah, might be a pot of gold. Um, who else is due back? Uh, we've got uh, Nick Graham. Bella, uh, he's for a test. He's due oh, back. God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like putting that picture uh, up of uh, was it uh, Saddam? Is <laughs> with explosions yeah. behind him? It's like yeah, yeah. nothing to see here. Allard is coming back. I wonder yeah. if that might be in that package of players we try to trade at the end of the year. Uh, is this no, a package of players, or is this now just like some sort of <laughs> shonky boat that we're just pushing away from the docks? There's going to be a drastic change in the list at the end of the year, I think. And we, we can't get rid of 46 players, but we can get rid of six or seven of them if we can yeah. get decent trade in for them. I would Sorry, like guns, to, but Allard's got to go. I would like to see us get rid of 40 players and then try and draft 40 players. <laughs> Pick 195. Pick the early TV show out of it. 347. <laughs> <laughs> Pick 348. Well, draft go for three days. <laughs> I, I, I think you will see um, uh, reti- at least one retirement of Aside from the obvious Judd one that's already happened, but uh, you'd think Carazzo probably, or if not that, maybe even Walker, depending on how his injury's coming up. So I think one of those guys will probably retire. Allard and Warnock will certainly not be on the list next year. Watson's in big trouble. Um, yeah. you know, and, and Giles might be in trouble just purely because he hasn't got on the field. So, That'd um, be disappointing. But uh, that would be disappointing. I'd like to see, you know, I'd, I'd like to. You know, give him a preseason and just uh, give him another year and give him a chance. And I, and I kind of think we might. So, mm. um, but anyway, um, all right. Uh, let's have a look at um, our usual pregame pep talk. This week, 
Saturday, 7.20 at Etihad Stadium, Carlton take on North Melbourne. Uh, they of the Jared Waits. Um, what are we expecting out of that game? Um, do we have a chance? Um, or do we just, we're just hoping that uh, Waite is a dismal failure? Um, we're going to win. Hey, bit of yeah, I saw that happy dude. He's very confident. Yeah, now we got this one. I'm not, I, I don't even know why we're talking about it. I think we, I think <laughs> we, we may as well just start like talking about how good that win was. <laughs> no, I, I think it's a winnable game as long as we're competitive. But then again, I've been saying that pretty much every game. Yeah. I, I never hope a player gets injured, but I hope there is some unfortunate events that ha- that occur around that Lindsay Thomas. Maybe he just doesn't play because I don't know his car breaks down. But I just don't want that Lindsay Thomas to have a very good day. I just hope Rocky Henderson can kick as many goals as he did last time we played. Yeah, that was very good. I hope we put Rocky Henderson <laughs> on Jared Waite and then we get to watch Fisty Cuffs all night. That would be interesting because Waite does like to get up the ground a fair bit, so it kind of suits Henderson who does you know, also run both ends, so they could probably hurt each other defensively and office- offensively, so it could be a good contest. And I when we first got, got Henderson and put him down back and he got put on Barry Hall and he was laughing and putting his head forehead against Barry Hall's forehead trying to get him to punch him so he could get some weeks. <laughs> our, our, our recent record's not too bad. We kicked 109 points both times we played last. Ooh, they kick 108 or less. Yeah. <laughs> some 32 days. <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah. I, I, I think we will win this one. Yeah, it all depends on which North Melbourne, to, well, which North Melbourne and which Carlton turns up, I suppose. We're five dollar fifty well, outside. Uh, outside, North are heavily favoured. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be getting. As I said, we've been we've been pretty inexperienced lately. Um, we probably will get Carazzo back. We'll probably get oh. Menzel, Menzel back. Uh, Walker's a test. Uh, Graham's a test. I know they've been out for a little while, so I don't know if they'll come straight back in. Uh, I was told. Uh, I think Carlton. Uh, website mentioned that Allard was a test but would be coming back through the VFL, so he's not an automatic <laughs> oh, possibility to come back mm, in like the Don't others. even show up, North Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> at least. <laughs> I don't think Menzel is likely to play. I, I thought I read something earlier in the week. Uh, I don't know whether it was from the club or just um, someone guessing on the AFL website that he was probably was more chance to miss than play. Mm. I mean, we'll see. Saturday night, so. Mm. Uh, fun stuff. Mm. People thought the loss against Hawthorne was a big margin. Watch out, North. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, I do recall uh, Carlton once beat, beat, beat North Melbourne by 135 points. So that's. Uh, How long ago? Yeah, it, it, it could be the biggest week. It doesn't. Walking, that's not the point, history. mate. That's not the point. <laughs> I, I reckon was telling me about this last night, too, and I reckon it was in the 70s. <laughs> It, it, it was uh, 1984, but that's not the point. It was uh, it was uh, it, it was the first game for the likes of uh, Tom Elvin, uh, Warren Ralph, uh, David Honeybun. <laughs> the year before I was born, Wayne Blackwell as well. <laughs> Six years before I was born, I was eight. So uh... <laughs> I'm a bit you're eight, older. Uh, you're older than I was when we won our last premiership. There oh, you go. What a stat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Write that one down, kid. I don't, I don't know what to call that. So, so, so the consensus is we're going to win, are we? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't. I think it's win a ball. Whether we're going to win or not, um, 
Garen's gonna run for like four hundred and fifty kilometers and like Yes, but he's, what's he gonna do on the ground? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about his midweek training. Henderson's gonna kick a few goals, Waite's gonna have a brain fade and give us away a couple of free kicks right in front of goal on a fifty. No, I'll call it now. I reckon we'll see Henderson back, Yaron Ford. Because why not? How funny well, would it be if, if we win by like a goal right near the end of it, like the sealer, is because Jared Waite, you know, gives away a free and a fifty. Kicks the wrong way, just just fell back in old habits or something. Oh no! Yeah, he, someone gets someone gets in his head. He like gives him a whack and gives away a free kick. Then argues with the umpire about it. Two fifty meters and goal. No, just <laughs> yeah, just the one. I think it's something in that Shandog. I think we could mix it up a little bit. Um, that that game last weekend did. Barker's chances of being coached, uh, no favours whatsoever. Uh, it's probably cemented in a lot of people's mind that he shouldn't be, mm. you know, despite the fact that we, you know, it's you can't really just look at one game. Yeah. But I, I, I think we have become a little bit uh, stale again um, since we had those couple of wins. The last four weeks, uh, we haven't really mixed anything up. And so you could see a couple of surprises positionally. And, and, and what do clubs do when they... Don't, but you know they do, but don't really want to win. You know, you mix things up, you change it around. So it wouldn't yeah, be surprising. Let's, let's... With um, we're just on the whole the Barker coach thing. Um, I I just think um that we'll pick someone else just based on the fact that there are better options, not the fact that he's doing terrible because he's doing better than I thought he was. That he would. Mm. I, I think I think he may have coached himself out of it last week. Um, yeah. I just, I, th- I think the competitive aspects, they dropped off. Like they were fine for three or four weeks, and just the last couple of weeks have let him down pretty badly. And if it continues, yeah, I, I, do, I think he may have coached himself out. I know we've talked to Simon Lloyd. That's been confirmed. I know we've talked to Stuart Dew. That's been confirmed. Bolton. And apparently, oh, and apparently Brendan Bolton is highly rated as well. He's I like four that- foot tall, though. Oh, but he's he's got enthusiasm about him, and I'm tired of these dour coaches and... People that can't communicate properly and they they talk in short. I mean, I, just, I want someone who's going to bring some excitement to the club, and, and Bolton does that. He's, yeah. he, he, he's a he's a he's like the energizer bunny of energy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jared White, though, it's his choice. Isn't it a Duracell game. bunny? It is the Duracell bunny. I think there was an energizer bunny as well. <laughs> No, it's definitely Duracell. Why does everyone keep saying Energizer? I just realised that. I'm positive there was an Energizer bunny. I'm going to look this up afterwards. And I, I'm looking it up right now, <laughs> and I can see an Energizer bunny, so fuck you. Okay. Well, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't believe Dur- it. I'm looking it up myself. I think I think Duracell's the actual, um, uh, actual battery running around a tennis court playing Michael Chang in a game, as if I remember from the, one of the ads. There you go. Okay. Jeez, I totally killed that conversation. No, cause yeah. it, oh, okay, so I think they had competing bunnies. This is definitely well, a Duracell bunny. Yeah, who's wrong? No, no one was, was wrong. wrong. I demand an apology. No, no one was wrong. All I said was I had to confirm it. You insinuated <laughs> I made up a bunny, and I didn't. <laughs> I insinuated that you are an untrustworthy human being. <laughs> what have I ever done to be untrustworthy? Uh, well, we can all we okay. can all agree that Carl, Carl no Hawthorne's a bunny. So, um, <laughs> nice try. Right. <laughs> that wasn't funny. We can't get away from that, can we? All right, look. There's nothing more to discuss, and I'm tired of speaking to you, Blake. So. Um, <laughs> 
what about what about what about Jared Waite's two hundreds? Oh, well, is it okay? Let's give that the uh, let's give that the uh, the due recognition that uh, moving right along. Um, <laughs> let's give the tip that Mark Murphy, you know, hopefully plays like we did for Mark Murphy. <laughs> where, where are we going? All right, honestly, going. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm calling an end to these proceedings. <laughs> yeah, before, before right. we start deciding hate riots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, we have been away for a month, folks. So we just mindless rants and rambles coming coming into the podcast now, uh, and I'm sure a lot of this will hit the uh, editing room floor. A burn back to the ground. I said mindless. Speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> next, I'm, next, you've been telling us that all our booze are racist. That's uh, that's that's an issue for the main board podcast. Uh, well, here, which I, have you have you done that one this week? Tomorrow and and uh, that will come up. He's booing, booing. All right. Um, thanks for coming in, Shandog. No, right, thank you. Good night. Thank you, happy dude. Oh, you're welcome. And another big thank you for gracing us with your presence, uh, Sir Wookie. My triumphant return continues. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Let's hope the Blues have a win. Bye-bye. Mr. Wrong.